What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. I missed you guys, man. I listened to the last episode and I was like, I was laughing and like being a pride. Well, I was like in the conversation, like I was talking to you guys, but just you weren't talking back because right. I was just listening. You were being a weirdo. As usual. <laughs> so you guys sent a flurry of messages of topics that you wanted to discuss the other day. I, I had I had a couple. Does anyone even remember what those topics? <laughs> I, I remember, but I know Maddie's okay. got more personal stuff he wants to address. So all right, well, let's go. Let's go there first. I mean shit. I got I got oh, these will be quick. Um, so, so I'm, t- my son is doing basketball camp. I'm actually at the school, my old high school right now. Um, mine too. He's, your two? What? Mine too. Oh, yours is doing doing ba- basketball camp. I'm like, he's at basketball camp right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's been doing it for two, two full weeks. Um, the first week we did a little bit only because of me getting COVID. And we just pulled them until I cleared out out of COVID. But um, hey, real quick, the, let yeah. me ask you this: the basketball camp is it is it like um, hardcore basketball camp, or is it like they play fun games mixed in? Because because my my son had done that in the past, where it's like you know they try to take it easy a little bit, and then we put him into this basketball camp this week. It was one that we hadn't tried before, and like. And it was long. It was like nine to four in the afternoon. And man, like I picked them up. We picked them up the first day. He was exhausted. They night night. They worked his ass out. <laughs> like, and I was proud of them too because there was. I mean, there were kids that were. I mean, these are like real ballers and kids that are. You know, there was like some eleven and twelve year olds that were. You know, damn near six feet, and you know he's got to play with them and shit. So shit. Yeah, it's 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 like that. This is like that. It's nine to three, uh, Monday to Friday. They do it for four weeks. We're only going to be a part of it for three weeks or two and a half weeks. Um, and yeah, he's he's spent every time we finish. He's like dead tired, but he's like, yo, I can't wait till tomorrow. Like he's really into it. Yeah. Matter of fact, he won. So they have different leagues, right, among the kids based on their age brackets. Mm-hmm. He was at the high end of the kind of the, one of the junior brackets and they call it the G league. So he was, you know, he's nine. So he was at the top of that one and he won MVP for last week. In nice. that one. And so they bumped him this week up to what they call NCAA, which now the range is like from like nine to 13. So he's at the bottom of the, of the totem pole now, but he's, he's doing well. Like he's, he's enjoying the competition and he's, contributing and doing all sorts of stuff so it's it's really cool um so it's it, so it's in the bronx so i'm commuting like almost an hour each way from where i live to take him every day and bring him back and 
so it's 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 a commitment like it and it's you know it's taxing but he likes it so much and for me the whole purpose of bringing him that far so it's in the bronx and you know i live up, upstate a little bit so for him to come and be exposed to just a different set of kids because mm-hmm. And, and you know you got your shit like oh the Bronx tough la la okay maybe there is some of that but it's not so much that it's more just he's accustomed to playing with his you know circle of friends primarily yeah, everyone's I'll, a winner I'll, a little <laughs> bit of that that mentality <laughs> a little bit of that yeah. yeah and and so now we move into here where like everybody's fighting for their own right like yeah. there's really a lot of competition so much so that you got six six year old like there's a couple here that are six years old. Mm-hmm. And their ball handling skills are out of control and they have no fear. Like they're going up again. This kids from the high school basketball team that are doing the camp, like coaching. And some of these kids are like six, four, six, six. And these little kids don't care. Hmm. Like they're going at these dudes. Like if they were fighting yeah. for their lives. So I like that environment for him because my son last year when he was playing, you nudge him. And he would fall to the ground and start crying. Yeah. And it would piss me off. But then I'm, <laughs> after a while, I caught myself. I was like, I can't, I can't start wilding out. He's still a kid. But now, because it's acceptable in this environment, like he's toughening up on his own. And he's like, he's not trying to be a pushover. He wants to be competitive. It's funny when, so, you, put it, when you put the kids in some of these stepped up environments in terms of like, can they, can they take it or can't they? how they uh how they step up they to the plate up. and yeah yeah i mean and, and it sounds like your son is doing something similar so that means Same thing. Like they, yeah. they enjoy it they want it right um so anyhow so we got to a point it was a couple of days ago he comes to me like before practice uh camp is done that day and he's like i don't think i want to do this next year and and this is completely different oh, than wow. what he's okay. been saying every since every day so i'm like all right, what's going on? Because I've been asking him every day after we wrap. I'm like, yo, how'd it go? How you feel? And I know some days his attitude is a little different. So I know something's up, but he's not telling me. I'm not pressing him. I'm letting him do his thing. And then like three days in a row, I'm asking him the same question. And I know something's up. So finally on the third day, he cracks. And, he, and well, this is what he said this to me. And then I pull him aside and I'm like, yo, let's talk. Like, what's going on? Because if you can't trust me, then you, you're alone in this world. And he starts to tell me, you know, this kid, he's all up in my face. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean he's all up in your face? And he's like, yeah, he's like, you're nothing. I'm better than you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, damn, like he's, okay. he's talking, talking junk, right? And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, how does that make you feel? Like, you, you want to quit because he's in your face? And he's like, yeah, it's just so annoying. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, Lucas, you want to play a sport. Sport is... The foundation of sports is competition. People compete in a bunch of ways, one of them being psychological. So they want to get in your head. And once you let them live rent-free in your head, your game is done. Like you're not, you're not going to compete at a high level. So you get to make the decision. Do you want not, so long as it doesn't get physical, you got to play it smart. And you got to go about it, not allowing people to infiltrate your mind and you use that as energy and fuel versus discouragement. And I walked him through a bunch of scenarios and we had a conversation. And then ultimately I was like, yo, do you, do you want to go talk to him? Do you want to go talk to the coach? Do you want me to talk to the coach? How do you want to deal with this? Cause 
we can't just turn a, turn around and pretend like it didn't happen. Like we don't, we don't run. We got to address it. Otherwise, this is always going to be an issue. And he was like, talk to the coach. So I went, spoke to the coach. I was like, yo, look, this was going on. He's like, all right, I got it. And they spoke to the kid. And since then, it's been fine. And the kid actually, I guess, found other targets that he's trying to get, you know, <laughs> okay. get get riled up. But they they, they kill it right away because they already know what he's up to. So it, it was, I got discouraged a little bit at first. And I felt my, I guess, you know, like you're a parent. Like when somebody's messing with your kid, you, you can't help but get a little hyped or, or angry. And then I, I quickly like just shut it down and I was like, yo, this is this is life. Nobody got hurt. Now we just gotta attack, you know, strategically deal with this so that he learns something and it helps him grow from here. And we kind of diffuse the situation and kind of use it as a teachable moment. So all in all, it worked out, but it was a little like, fuck, my kid wants to run away when some shit, you know, went right. down. It's kind of it's kind of a tough <clears throat> scenario too, because if you get in like Going to the coach, that could be a, a snitch tricky, move. Yeah, it could have gone tricky the wrong scenario. Way. Like it could have amped the kid up even more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so what's good about shout out to St. Raymond High School, uh, who's running this camp and coach Lopez over here. They, the standards here are really high. So you're gonna compete your ass off, but you're gonna do it the right way. You're not Got gonna it. play these like this isn't the street. Like we're in a place that Basketball here is religion. The, the team here like really excels in, in New York City basketball. So there's a certain standard. And that's what he promotes, whether it's a camp, whether it's a team he's coaching, whatever it is. And so things like this are not allowed to fester. Right. They get sorted out. Kids are learning the right way to play the game and like lower the volume on a lot of the antics that you see, like, you know, unfortunately in the street. Right. right. So he's about the values of on and off the court. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, you know, and the thought crossed my mind real quick. I was like, "Yo, I should address this with the kid." But then I was like, "Yo, how do how would I feel nah, when the dog nah. comes talking to my child <laughs> nah. when my child yeah. starts swallowing now?" I was like, "There's yeah. no way." Nah, that would have been that would have gone south. Yeah. yeah, nah, that's not cool. So oh, anyhow, God, it worked out. Yeah, man, it's it's been good. I think he's he's grown a lot, and I've seen him improve in his game <clears throat> and his IQ a bunch. Not not just like. Yeah, basketball stuff, but like even outside, like his circum his situational awareness and all that kind of stuff has elevated in a few short weeks. Oh. Yeah. So what did you want to talk about, E? But didn't you have something else though? I do. We could talk about it or you can jump in because I don't want to I don't want to hide the mic. Go ahead, nah. You were you missed last week. What's the other thing you wanted to talk about? <laughs> so I get home from camp with my son one day this week. And I sit on the couch and my wife is like, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. You know, when that, when they frame it that way, it sounds like it's about to be serious. And, and then my wife's like, so your daughter. And as soon as she says that, I know she's talking about the little one. Cause the big one's like, she's good. Your daughter uh, asked me what are nudes? Uh. Your dog, my, my jaw locked my fist. I saw it ball up and I was just like, me mugging her and she's like calm down i'm like <laughs> oh, man. i'm like okay yeah i should probably do that and then uh and then she's like and she was like all right my reaction originally was like i was i was like floored I, I don't know what to tell this kid why the hell is she asking me about nudes 
And then she goes on to say, like, on YouTube, and then I further clenched up. Mm. And then she's like, there was some content she was watching that had to do with makeup. And the, the, the colors in a makeup kit that are similar to your skin tone are called nudes. Oh. Mm. So they were talking about it in this thing. And, I, and yo, I didn't know that. I, why would I know that? And then she tells me this shit. And I'm like... Yo, I took the biggest sigh of relief. I was like, just for for one more day, there's still a little bit of innocence in my six-year-old daughter. It just sucks that that's in her vernacular now, the word nudes. Yeah. Because it's going to happen at some point, hopefully beyond high school, but likely in high school, somebody's going to say, yo, send me nudes. And she's going to be like, oh, here's my makeup kit. Middle school. No, no, okay. Not middle school. Middle school. Nah, I know, I know. My son be saying all sorts of wild shit behind my back. Middle school, come on. You, we all remember middle school. I remember middle school was wild. I think it oh, might have even I been know. more wild in high school to an extent because of the age. I know. I, I went through it too. It's not nothing too much different. But yeah, this, you want to think like it'll change. The shit that I've heard from like friends that have kids in middle school right now, it's terrifying. <laughs> Can you? What's the worst thing you heard? I, specifically, I don't, I, I don't remember. It's just, it, it all is that though. Like, you know, the language, the, you know, all, the so, yeah, all that stuff. Like even, even just like the potential for violence and shit like that. Like, yeah, all of that, man. Yeah. Was crazy. And, and yeah. But let me, let me ask you this. The people that are telling you this, are there kids in, are they in public school or in private middle school? Public. See that's that's where I start to say I've always said oh I'm gonna I want to make sure my kids go to public school but then I've started to say well maybe I don't know if I want that it's it's, it's a I went to both I don't remember my public school time but I could tell you <laughs> and when it got to high school private school had a little bit of public school edge. Like there was, you know, the the discipline and the uniformity of how you dress and all that stuff. But yeah, I think you can't run away from. Yeah, you can't run away from social attitudes, right? From no matter where you are. But I think the. Uh, but I also think, like on the public side, just because of the sheer amount of people and kids that yeah. are around, you, it's just tougher to to step away from nonsense sometimes. My my only worry about private school, that, and this is the reason why I always said I I want my kids to go to public school, is one, well, two worries. It was one that I felt private school, you weren't exposed to many different kinds of people, or in, in public school you were, you know, whether it be, you know, you know, economic and social class and, you know, culturally, racially, whatever. Then um, also, it was always a thing to say that, you know, the girls that went to private school, they were the wildest because they were so restricted. <laughs> And you know, saying that when they, you know, when these private school kids got out into the world, they that they went a little bit extra than the public school kids because they they felt you know that they were being contained so much. Yeah, I think. What, what I do think you guys think de- about that? I don't know. I think it just depends on the school because I, you know, not all private schools are going to be like con- restricting and containing people. I think, I think it more also depends on like the school and more about what they're teaching kids like what their i don't know what you call it their ethos or whatever you know i, I think if it, if it if it is a if it's a co-ed private school mm-hmm. 
probably less of that I restriction. Think it's, yeah, no. But strict, like gender centric. No, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. truth. There yeah, is it was truth. always yeah. the the yeah, yeah. girls' school right, that, right. that we were always referring to. Out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, so you guys want to go to Sesame Place? <laughs> so, yo, you didn't know about that before I told you about the rest of it. I didn't know. I knew about Sesame Place. I saw the the kerfuffle around that right. one, but I didn't know there was more evidence out there of other places. Yeah, there was one with uh, Rapunzel in Disney, Ooh. like turning her back uh, on on two black kids, kids and just walking away, and then and then there was one in in uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese doing it, and I, and I feel like there's more, but it, like at first, you know, I'm like, you know, you think it's an isolated one person happens to, you know, I guess would be a racist person in in that costume in the Sesame Place because it was that one character. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is isolated, but like, what? These characters have a okay. like, their own their own clan. Like, what? What is it? Like, they they're all like they're all in the like the KKK character crew. Like, they got a like, union. Like what? The, <laughs> like what? You know, is it is it that this one thing highlighted is making everybody say that every incident is specifically that someone's being you know racially targeted, or could it be that sometimes these people genuinely just don't see the kids? I think it's probably a combo of there's because there's people in the costume. So it's whatever, you know, if they, if they're racist or whatever the motivation is, I think some of it's there. And then there's probably instances where we're seeing clips out of context or they don't see kids or I don't know. It's so hard to tell these days, but yeah, it's, it's wild, man. And, and, I feel I feel for those for those kids and for those parents oh, man, yeah. to, to deal like sure the Sesame does. ones. Those I mean, all of them seem pretty foul, but those Sesame ones are pretty, pretty fucked up, man. Like I haven't seen yeah. any of the clips. I haven't I haven't watched any of the clips. Oh, man. I, I, somebody did a pretty good breakdown. I feel like they were a comedian. I can't remember. I, I got to look it up. But um, that's the one that I was at first when I first heard about it. I was like, maybe they really didn't see because they th- that's a reasonable thing to, to think. But then when these other clips came up, I was like, like four no other Cause ones. Because then you see, like, all right, at a certain height, maybe it's challenging. But if you got a row of kids at a similar height and then you just perfect, like just skipped over the one that happened to be black, like, all right, now, now it's not. And they're like high fiving. It's like white kid, white kid, white kid, boom, skip. Oh, he's, shit. he's one of them slapped a black girl, as a matter of fact. It was like high five, high five, nah. high five, slap. Yeah. You see, like, See that that's man, that's crazy, dude. I no, and know, I want it. You know, you know how hey, we talk about this a lot, right? Like, there's so so much sensationalism when it comes to specific moments that of things yeah. and things get dragged completely out of context. And so I try to approach all these things with that mindset. It's like, all right, yeah, it looks foul, but it's got to be another side to the story. Let me wait For and sure. see if I can figure that piece out because it's not making any sense. rational person would do that. <laughs> There's not a lot of rational people because social media is instant and it's like, oh yeah, opinion. Yeah. Done. Let's no, all just no get further mad. research. And, and, and that's the thing what I wanted to say, like that I wanted to speak on. Like, how could this be uh, an epidemic of people that do this now? Like, like all these characters, like what did they it's like almost they're doing it on purpose? Like, oh, you guys want to diss my man's in sesame? All right, we all gonna do this now. Like, <laughs> what is going on? And it's like at the end of the day, it's like kids, like, yo, this is crazy to me. 
It probably happens all the time, and it probably has always happened all the time, just depending on who's in the costume. But then you see one example of it that gets highlighted in social media, and then all of a sudden, you know, then because it's a thing that people are paying attention to, then, you know, you get more that come out at that point. Like, it had yeah, me I'll, thinking about my daughter, like, because I, I, I do remember one time with Chuck E. Cheese, that it felt like he slided my daughter. Oh shit! And I didn't yeah. think anything of it, you know. And then, the, but then the next time it was fine, and the next time after that it was fine. So because now I'm like, it's, it's got me thinking, you know. But it's generally like subtle things. That's why it's easy for one to be like, eh, give it the benefit of the doubt and keep it pushing. But I don't know, man. Or like, it's, it also could be. Is it just an asshole? Maybe it's not a racist, or maybe is it? Are they all racist assholes, or is it just some racist, some assholes? You know, like what kind of asshole would actually put on a thing and work at a place with kids? Like, what kind of dick uh, would be a dick in that environment? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, just like, think about people who work jobs that they hate, but they're working the jobs, and you're wondering, like, you like customer service jobs. You know what I mean? Right. And you wonder, like, damn, this was like the worst customer service experience ever why would they have that job but they have that job and they hate that job yeah well i don't know they need to start psychologically evaluating like the 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 chucky one i feel like it's a teenager that was just being a dick (laughs) i think i think that's probably the case with sesame place also if it's Disney, I think you're, you're gonna have like actors primarily, well, but Disney, older Rap- folks. The Rapunzel chick, yeah, she was kind of yeah, foul. yeah. That's why I'm well, waiting were- for the the E True Hollywood story or whatever of like interviews with these ca- people that mask up like this and see if they do have some sort of background. Or, no, like, watch them have an ill but racist a, the, club. But there's a new clip that's circulating right now on the on the opposite of like two Toy Story characters. I don't. I guess it was in Disneyland. I just the opposite. I just saw it today where it I guess it's the dude with the cowboy hat, whatever his name is, and another character. Woody, bro. Woody, come yeah. on. Stop pretending like you don't know the character's <laughs> names. Don't do that. What don't kind of that. a father are you? <laughs> well, it's been a while no. since I watched Toy Story. <laughs> nah, he's he's fronting for the fans. He knows who story Toy Story characters are. He's like, I don't got a mic in front of me, so I can't be acting like I like <laughs> <laughs> So there's two of them, but they uh but one of them made a point, I guess. I forget what the whole context was, but one Wait, of dude them is talking in the in the outfit like he's doing an interview. Wait, let I, him finish. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if he's actually doing an interview. Oh, but okay, okay. In it's in the clip that they one of the characters specifically turned around and made sure to acknowledge there was um, there was two black children and went over to make sure that you know they gave him a high five and and I guess the dad posted it on his social media like. Good looking out, Woody, you know, <laughs> for keeping right. everyone together, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, if I guess, if I'm I guess that's, I guess that's the flip of the negative, the negative. Yeah, side. That, that guy's not an asshole. Right. But if I'm, but think about it too, like that's a, that's a perfect thing to do in the, not retaliation, but in response to this shit. Like, yo, the bootleg characters over there at Sesame Place is looking foul right now. Yo, let's right. double down on Disney right. being dope because. It, you know, it will benefit from it too. So maybe there's a little bit of that too. But like, it's great to be able to like that they think about doing that shit because it, it is important. You you guys should watch the Rapunzel one because I I was like, how is this chick gonna diss these kids? Like it, the environment, like the way it's, it it all goes down. It's just like, man, she's just a bitch. Like, 
Man, we 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 live in such unbalanced times these days. Everything is everything is so extreme. Yeah, like, there's no middle ground for anything anymore. And the thing, and you can't like there's no even no room for uh, discussion. Error. Not that's not the word I'm looking for. Like correction either. Like right, right, right. You can't make you, a mistake and then nah, once you fuck up, it. yeah, te Yeah, you're canceled. It's true. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's wild, man. Yeah. What's up? Are your kids still sick? E? Mm. Or was it, was it your son that was both of them? Sick? My my. Okay. So I could get into this, but we like, we could save it for another episode. But uh, my daughter missed school all week last week. Both of them had like a weird flu type thing, and my girl had it. And then it was cu- it was hitting me, but for some reason. My body, he's fighting, and and I I still I got sniffles still, but it, it hasn't hit me, so I feel like I dodged it. Um, but it was crazy because my my daughter didn't go to school, and then when she when we were trying to get her back to go to school, she started like losing her mind, dude. Like, like it was starting all over again, like starting school all over again for the first time. She didn't want to go. Is she back to like regular school? Like she's in school in year summer started? school because remember oh. she's VPK, you know. Yeah. Now the the after summer she starts officially like she's in the school system, real kindergarten and all that. No, no, she's in a pre K. Uh, no, right, pre K. And then my yeah. son, he's supposed to start. Uh, oh, did you, did I thought you were going to prolong that? No, didn't happen. No, he's supposed to start this month, and we're oh. we're waiting a month. Because, okay. And even then, I want to wait like a year. But <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm feeling it, man. I don't I don't want to I don't want to see little guy go, but. This was the oh, same I, issue, same same concerns last time with with your daughter. Was it? You didn't want her to go. Yeah, you didn't want her to go to school. I think I was more concerned about like, you know, having her outside of you know our safe environment. With him, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna miss out because I I have mornings with him every morning, and it's like our bonding time. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like I'm gonna miss that, and that's it. Once he goes, that's it. They both went and. That that period of my life with these little kids is over. You've got early empty nest syndrome. I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, you 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 wanted to talk about uh, anarchists raising kids? Is that right? Yeah, man. But I, <laughs> so there's this crazy HBO docu series, HBO Max, that's been that I I got sucked into because it, they show. I guess it comes after Westworld, and I've been watching Westworld. And it, and it just a clip of it shows in my pre you know my recording, and it kind of drew me in because it's like anarchist, it's Mexico, it's Bitcoin, and, and I'm like, and then it's like a, a murder. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what are these crazy white people doing in, in Mexico? <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I end up watching it. I'm like, I got hooked, and I started watching it. And one of the things it's like, so it, long story short, it's anarchist community. They all uh, end up doing this convention in. Acapulco call it Anarchapulco. And it's like the drama behind like this community being built around this convention. And and that's what the whole docuseries is. So they have all these different people come to the convention, different speakers that are all kind of like like in this like whole anarchist uh mind state, you know, like like that's the theme of what they're trying to like do. And so one of the things that well, one of the families that moves to Mexico, the guy brings his kids. He's like all about like, you know, like I don't want my kids to be raised by the state and like, you know, fuck that. And and my kids can curse and my kids could do this and whatever. It's a little weird, but 
they have a lady come in who she teaches this whole thing about and that's the thing i wanted to know the name of what she teaches but it's like a unschooling maybe i think is what they call it oh yeah it. yeah unschool where there's no there's no uh there's no rules you basically it's kind of free reign it's kind of like the you the kid finds what they're into and you let them just do that yeah until they don't want to do that anymore and then they can go into whatever the next thing they're into and that's kind of like how you school them but i, I so I, like I was, it could be video games like uh, i just want to play video games on my ipad they would I mean, allow I would, that i would imagine that's the, i mean but I, if you're an anarchist you're like yeah fuck yeah yeah but then yeah. but then the video games is, is programming you so isn't that like i don't know i'm telling you this shit is wild. but watching this shit made me question because they're like you know you they call people that that are live within the confines of you know normal society statist you're statist right and so it's like a bad like a like a negative thing you're a fucking statist Right. And I'm not going to lie, watching these people, and they look pretty fucking normal, and their kids look pretty all right. I'm like, man, are we fucking statist? Are we, like, just, you know, sheeps and lamb being led to the slaughter? Like, are we just, I mean, we are. We're all just in this programmed world being programmed. And don't let me tell you this other shit I'm watching on. <laughs> I've been going to the YouTube fucking <laughs> world about parallel universes and all this other crazy shit. Um. But yeah, I just I just thought it was pretty wild that whole anarchist way of approaching kids and, and raising kids. Hmm. What what was the name of the the show? Do you remember the name the title? The show's called The Anarchists. The Anarchists. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, check that out. Pretty crazy. Pretty wild. It, you know, the Bitcoin part is what pulled me in because you know, kind of into that stuff. So it and it starts in 2015, and then they show you like when the dip happens in crypto and. All these people, they were like going, yay. And then no, no shit wasn't good. <laughs> mm. It's yeah, it's crazy. And then cartels and Acapulco, not, you know, fucking with them, like all kinds of crazy shit. That's wild. Crazy gringos. But, uh, I, uh but yeah, anarchists raising kids. Okay. It's beautiful. Are we raising our kids to be anarchists? Sheep? No, sheep. sheep. Hell yeah. Sheep all day. Did we just give birth to, to more digits in the matrix? I don't know. I'll let you know when I get to my parallel universe. <laughs> no, I don't want my kid to be a sheep, but. I mean, no, obviously, but like. See, I'm all about middle ground on, on this stuff. Cause it, it, cause it's like. Even like when we talk about to my son rules and stuff like that, like we try to get across to him. Like, look, you know, there's some rules that you want to follow just because it's going to, you know, it, it'll get you from point A to point B. But then you also have to know that there's some rules you're going to need need to break. Not every law is a good law. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like and and this whole conversation came up a long time ago when he started first getting into learning about Dr. King and and learning about mm. civil rights. And it's like, look, you know, there were laws and rules some years ago doesn't mean there were good laws and rules because it, you know, it, it created a lot of fucked up scenarios and, you know, you need people to and be able to stand. Yeah. And you'd be able to need to be able to stand up and know what a, what a bad law is um, in order to change things. So it's confusing for kids, but it's also like, you can't just say, you can't bow down to everything and say yes to everything just because, it's it's a law. I mean, even in school, like 
your teacher tells you to do something. Like it's a fine line, right? Or it's a fine line of, well, just because this person who's in authority tells you to do something, is that really the right thing to do? So what you're saying is don't pay taxes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My teenager asks me stuff like that all the time. Like, like I'll, uh, she's understanding like the, the rules of the road because she's getting ready to like start tr- learning how to drive. And, and like, I'll, you know, I'll do a U-turn in the middle of the street or something where, you know, you're not supposed to cross the double yellow line or something like that. And, and she'll look at me like, you just broke the law. And I'm like, well, yeah, but here's, it's circumstantial. It's technically wrong. If I get caught, they're going to give me probably some shit, but it's not as serious as like me killing somebody, which is also like a law. Jeez, so like, you went from zero to hundred. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta do that with her so she can like, oh, oh, okay, okay. But but it's a constantly a question. And it's it's something that cha- it's a challenge for me to like explain because I, I do want them to obey the right laws. Uh because I think for society to move forward and progress, like we all have to have some uniformity when it comes to like things that we believe are right and wrong and then the penalties associated with that. But, but there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of bad laws, a lot of stupid laws, a lot of vague, vaguely defined laws that put you in like this, this mode where you like, you're in a box and you really shouldn't be. So it's like you got to do, sometimes you got to do the wrong things for the right reason. Let me ask you guys this question. How do you guys feel about your kids and patriotism? You know, someone asked me about that a couple of weeks ago. They were from they they were from they're from Canada and Uruguay. They're families, right? Collectively, and they were like, you know, uh, is your kid patriotic? Because you know they're they're patriotic for their countries, but they live in the states. But they right. have that patriotism to um, this country or the other countries to the other countries, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. But they live in the states, but they still, you know, rep their countries and have that country patriotism. Uh, and that, yeah, I don't my my kid. We haven't really instilled that. Not that we've we haven't instilled anything like, oh well, America sucks or anything like that. Because there's you know there's a lot of great things about where we live, but we also haven't instilled like you know chest thumping about it either. Yeah, that feels. Go ahead, man. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say like we in, in our house we do tend to I guess focus on our heritage more than domestic like rah rah, but but we're raising our kids to have a a, a deep respect for this country, right? Because to to Kay's point, I think there's a lot of we have a lot of advantages living in this country, even though people like us my family like get treated like shit sometimes and so while there is bad that affects us directly it shouldn't take away from well i can't say that but we have to also be able to look at the other side of it and really be grateful for the benefits that come from this country particularly when we talk about like you know not and i don't necessarily agree with the wars that we've gone into but um we do feel safer than i think most places around the world because we've got what we've had from a militaristic standpoint. So big oceans around 
part of the reason i mean my son probably has more of the rah-rah feeling like as you said to from from a heritage standpoint from like my wife mom my wife's side of the family from yeah. latino side where he's from there but like you know for instance like we, we were at a baseball game the other day and like yeah we're getting up we're gonna take our hat off we're gonna you know to you know be respectful in school, they tra- train you to say the the Pledge of Allegiance. Like we have no issues with any of that stuff, but the but the microscope that we kind of use in our everyday life is like, yo, this country's cool, but watch out for these things because these things might contradict a lot of what you see when you talk about good old Americana in mm-hmm. in our pers- personal context. And you, E, I mean, you just... probably you, you probably have a little bit of a difference because of. I'm assuming you probably have some kind of patriotism via like your dad's service in the back in the day and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then just being raised, you know, Cuban American in, in in Miami, and just they raise you very pro-American, very patriotic, grateful that we were able to come to this country. And yeah, my dad. So I grew up that way, but then I had changes of you know thoughts as I got older, and then I've just it it. It got to a point where, you know, I feel like those symbolisms that I kind of like it's programming. And I don't like that. I don't mind being patriotic to the country because, you know, whatever. This is our country. We should be proud of it. We should make it better. I always say a true patriot would would critique the country and to make it better. Right. But the other day at during Fourth of July, I'm with the family and we were at, a you know, at a spot where they were doing fireworks and stuff. And they had a band and they started doing the Star Spangled Banner and everybody gets up and, you know, takes off the hats and all that stuff. Everybody gets really you know serious. And at first I was going to just like we were walking some towards something and I was going to just keep walking because in my mind, I'm like, you know, that doesn't make you patriotic. That just right. means you're programmed to do what they say when they say it. And I, I don't know that that's I don't know that to me doesn't necessarily mean patriotic, but. I was conflicted because part of me also feels that it's respect to like, because of like my dad fought in Vietnam, he's a veteran. I feel like it's respect to veterans who fight for these ideals, whether we agree with our government or not, but it's not their fault. It's, you know, these, these veterans and the people that, that go to war. So I, and I stopped and I stopped the kids and we, you know, we, we paid our respect by, by standing through the whole thing, but I was conflicted by it. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not easy. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack when it comes to those things. I feel right, patriotism gang, is like is like organized religion, you know. It to a great degree, it is. I think. Very much so. Look where look where we are today. Right. All right, All right I got jet, guys. Yep. Same. Right. Y'all keep it sleazy. Peace in the hood, man. All right. Later. Later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child. Be your father to your child.